Drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! <laughs> Drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? Friday here, we are back. We're here to talk about the final football game of the 2018 season for our Lions, heading into Green Bay to play those Packers. Got Griff on the other end of the line. Griff, what's going on? Are you fired up about this game or what? Um, no, fired up about the uh, New Year's Eve and uh, is, is what I'm more fired up about. But, uh, yeah, it's the uh, end of the long journey for, for this year and, you know, uh, finishing out at Green Bay. This is definitely not how we had in our predictions. It's been a tough one to come uh, kind of after mid-year there where we just had not been able to get back on track. And then we were so healthy and then just got injuries left, right, and center. So it's been a tough last uh, – but uh, we are here. We're talking Lions football. Like I said, heading to the – what may or may not be the frozen of Lambeau Field. But, uh, you know – Always hard to deal with those guys, no matter what's on the line, when it is. So, Grifko, news notes. What are you? Anything on your brain today before we dive into this football game? Uh, no, no, nothing really. Like I said, it uh, like on the last podcast, been pretty quiet. You know, come out of Allen Park as the uh, season's winding down. So, and I know uh, you don't want to, don't like to discuss other teams, and people don't want to hear other teams. So, uh, we can just move into the final game, unless you have something pressing that you'd like to discuss. I, yeah, I don't think so. Let's just get into this game. And uh, like I say, we always talking about this, that, and injuries. We kind of know everybody that's on IR. You know, we've got makeshift receivers out there and a defense that's doing all they can to win but needs some help. So other than that, there isn't much to talk about except how much we hate Aaron Rodgers. So how about we yeah. do that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I know me and you have gotten it to the point like we're looking uh, – at the draft and a loss only helps them with their draft. And you know me, I always take any win that you can, but uh, I, I personally it's going up to Lambeau. I mean, I, I'm always one. If you can get a win at Lambeau, you know, take it. And uh, it would uh, help us, you know, say, Hey, we, uh, you know, you know, took out the Packers twice this year. And I know once again, that would drop us probably from what, like five down to 12. And I know we can discuss that, you know, say like who, who will be there at either position, but uh you know me, it's like if you get a win up in Lambeau for all the years that uh, we had no success up there, if if we go, if the Lions go up to uh, Lambeau and uh, can pull out a victory somehow, which uh, seems kind of difficult the way the offense is playing right now, but uh, you'd be beating Aaron uh, Rodgers twice in one year and you'd be sweeping them and you know, another win up in Lambeau. So uh, it's going to be tough, but uh, – and I know Aaron Rodgers probably has in his mind, you know, doesn't want to lose the Lions again because he, he's treated us like his, his personal floor mat for a number of years. So uh, um, do you think uh, do you think the Lions are actually going to get up for this last game? Because I know we talked about it in the last podcast. They seem like really down, kind of nothing to play for, guys out there, you know, half trying. Do you think, you know, with it being the last game of the year, you know, going up to Lambeau, that, you know, you're going to see a little more fire in their belly? Uh No. I don't think so. I've uh, talked to some buddies who, you know, were always uh, drinking that Honolulu Kool-Aid and just kind of like, hey, what do you think about this last game? And I think the consensus was um, just lose. You know, like uh, I know nobody wants 
had arguments on the show before about that, but I mean, we're locked into the top five. It could be as high as two, but there's lots of things that have to break. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it always is great to win. And you throw out all those things about uh, beating Aaron Rodgers twice. And, you know, it's always fun to beat Green Bay. But I don't know, man. I mean, it's just a hard one to get up for this game. It's a hard one to see how they're going to put up points offensively. I mean, this is week after week where we're, we've got them projected to score 10, 14, and they're not even getting there, you know, sometimes with a lot of these efforts. So it's uh, it's going to be hard to score points. Our defense, I feel like, has been doing all they can, but it's running out of steam a little bit. Uh, I think it would be decent morale if they were able to get a victory, but it's just hard for me to figure out how. So a lot of me and my buddies, you know, get that draft pick anywhere between three and five, kind of rally the troops around, get rid of some of these bums and sort of say, all right, year two, we know the system, we know the work ethic, we know the way to go. It's kind of where I'm at with it, man. It's hard to say it, but it's true. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I feel you. But uh, like you said, I, I think this is one of those games where, uh, you know, they think Lambeau, big game, you know, uh, beating Green Bay in Green Bay and, we we've said it before that uh, anytime you can win in Green Bay, it, it's it's a big thing to do. Uh, obviously, there's certain guys on their team that still have some fire in their belly. I mean, we talked about it last time. And Ricky, your boy Ricky Jean, he he's not giving up. And uh, seems like there's a few other guys out there. I mean, your your boy Jared Davis seems to be taking every loss pretty hard right now, and uh, he doesn't like to lose. And uh, you know, uh, on offense, um. To be honest with you, I mean, like Kenny Boy seems to be still having, you know, trying to do his best out there. I mean, he's young and uh, still learning the game. But uh, there's, a, you know, Zach Zenner's getting, you know, the ball, and he seems to be running hard. And I'm not saying, you know, Taunton, you'll give him the rock all the time. But maybe if they featured him more than, you know, trying to keep LeGarrette Blunt happy, you know, they could, you know, maybe get a, a few more runs. But uh, this is one of those games I think you've brought me over to it now that uh, – top five if something happens they can you know maybe even move up a couple as opposed to dropping down to like you know 10 or 12 something like that that uh i'm not saying go out and lose one for the gipper but uh i don't, I don't want to see him lay down either but i know you spoke you know play good football but still come up short it seems like they're not even playing good football and they're just getting their teeth kicked in the last few weeks so if this is what the team is is resided to it's like fine you know don't even bother flying over to green bay and just take the loss i mean Show up Tuesday, take your final paycheck for the week, for the year, and, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> I don't I don't think that they haven't really been playing well. I think it's just been the one side of the ball. Like, I think if we are putting up touchdowns and if we're scoring 24, 21, 24, 28 points a game, we got a few more wins under our belt. But there's nothing offensively. The, the coordination, the quarterback is out there, but he's just – not out there. The receivers are, are guys that, as you like to say, were working at the bowling alley last week. I mean, and, and they got a feature. Your boy TJ Jones is number two. I mean, you know we're in trouble when that happens. So we got no run game. I mean, our roster on the offensive side of the ball is a complete joke when you look around the NFL and these teams that are making playoff pushes got studs everywhere. I mean, it's there's just no way you can win, especially an offensive league with what we're running out there right now. I mean, I don't care what little glimpses you're seeing from Zach Zenner or a catch here or there from my guy, Kenny 
Galladay. It does not matter right now. So I feel the defense has played adequate to above average still multiple games, and there's just no way they can win with the putrid offense that we have right now. No matter Green Bay, I don't think it matters you're playing some of the low-level teams in the league. We wouldn't be able to compete with the, the weapons in the offensive scheme we're running it's just it's got to get fixed yeah I think the uh defense like you said I think it's it's hanging in there but it comes to a point where the offense is just isn't on the field enough and the defense is out there and it's just getting worn down and you could see it in the second half last week I mean it's not like Delvin Cook or Latavius Murray really ran over them but they were just in you know in the fourth quarter they were just chewing up yards because the defense had been out there for so long. I, I think that's what it is. Like you said, the offense is so pedestrian; it's just not out there doing anything. That the defense is out there, you know, so much it just gets tired. And when they're trying to rotate and other guys, just the backups aren't as good, and uh, as as the uh, as the starters. And you know, there, there, I mean, there are still a few glimpses on the defense that are, you know, like you said, playing pretty well. And, you know, besides Snacks, I mean, Okwara is playing pretty good. Like what I'm seeing from him, um, you know, Davis didn't seem to have a very good game last week. And said one of his one of his down games, you know, even though he seemed to be playing okay before that. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, Darius Slay, he's, I don't know if he's just kind of mailed it in the last couple of weeks too, because he's getting burned on a few things, but. You know, he's you know, there's some plays he's still making, but there's some that just seems to be getting lost in the sauce back there and getting burned. So it just I just think the defense has been out there way too much based on where this offense is at for them to do anything and it's it might be the same again on Sunday when it comes down to it. So hey Grifka, I know you um said you've come my way about, you know, obviously they're nothing to play for, it seems not playing well, they're injured. You know, winning Green Bay doesn't do anything other than say, hey, we fought to the very end and, you know, gives Matt Pat something to hang his hat on, you know, in that regard. But I got an interesting item for you. I know this is in our draft preview show, but the big huge shout out to him who uh, was chatting with me, said, uh, what do you think about this Oregon quarterback staying in college? Does that hurt the Lions in regards to being in the top five but not having another QB that somebody might want to come up and get. What's your thoughts on that? I still think if a team wants a quarterback and they're enamored with them, they're still going to come up no matter who it is. I I don't know if it hurts them per se, because it always seems like somebody makes a, a run late in the process. And then there's always rumors. I mean, last year, I mean, it was a Baker Mayfield, you know, or whatever was all, all the touting and everything like that. And like, it was supposed to be all these other QBs and all of a sudden they come up, Oh, we're going to, they're, you know, bronze are going to take him. Uh, okay. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm still not sold on the guy. I mean, I know he's, you know, he's led Cleveland to a few more victories and he's all pounding his chest, you know, beating up on Hugh Jackson. But, uh, I don't know how great, you know, Baker Mayfield's going to be over the span of his career. So I think if teams just getting enamored with a quarterback, oh, hold on, pops hold on, up, hold on, we we can't let you keep going any farther. Uh, I I need two things from you, Griff Cook. Since we are on uh, the podcast and we are recording, I see the red light here. W- would you like to put it on record that you think Baker Mayfield's not that great? And use your catchphrase. Yeah, he's not that great. 
I, I who's, don't. Who's I mean, not that great? I want to. I, I don't. I don't think he's that great. I, I, I honestly don't. I know people are. Oh gosh, look what he's. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Yeah. Okay. We all saw. We we all saw. We all saw other quarterbacks with his similar skill set. You know, do it for a year or two, then they just kind of fall off the face of the earth once there's some tape on the guy. So. Yeah, let's just kind of like pump the brakes on there. I remember, I mean, I remember last year talking with my, uh, our buddy Chuck, who knows a lot of football as well. He was like trying to tell me how oh, Marcus Mariota is going to be like one of the top 10 quarterbacks or something like that. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know. Marcus Mariota has <laughs> been around for a few years and I would still take other quarterbacks over him. And I realized Tennessee's in a position to make a playoff push and they're better than the Lions, but still it's, I mean, Marcus <laughs> Mariota's not tearing up anything either. So, yeah, let's just pump the Chris, brakes there. But- what I wanted you to do, and I still want you to do it, I want you to say the guy's name and then say your catchphrase so that I have this on record because I'm about to go on. I'm, I know this isn't a, a show about said player or the his team, but go ahead and say it for me, and I'll give you my take. <laughs> Baker Mayfield? He's not that great. <laughs> okay, good. Now I got that sound clip from you because I guarantee I'm going to be using that on you for years and years to come. Grifka, Baker Mayfield is the next, like, top. I'm putting him already in the next handful of years. He's going to be in my top. uh, I'm trying to see where to put the bar here. I'd say next year he's he's easily top ten. I think – you can get him in the top seven, and his his ceiling is is top five. And wait, hold on, something's coming through. Has. Something's coming through right now on, on me. I'm hearing it. I think ESPN's coming through right now. Wait, is what, what's coming through my headphones right now? I think it's ESPN. It, it, wait, I can, yeah. Derek, did you turn on ESPN? Are you watching something? Because it sounds like a lot of ESPN coming out of your mouth right now. No, no. Continue. What I'm what what I'm doing is it's going 360 degrees other than Grifka because. For you guys to say this guy's not that great, the rookie, the bravado, the ability to make throws, to help a, a team that's never won put up nearly eight-plus wins this year. I mean, you don't see the writing on the wall, Grifka. I mean, this guy does it all. He's accurate. He's mobile. He's he's just fearless. I, it's unbelievable. So you can put that on tape, and we'll see who's right. But uh, you're uh, – I will be. You're just be like, no, that sound I just want to write that down. I will be because – your prisoner of the moment, put him in the top. You, oh, wait, are you giving him dog status too? You know, because you he's, is he a dog? Is he, is he a dog that the Lions could use? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, I told a buddy today. I said they said something. I said if we end up go, taking a new quarterback in the next two, four years, whatever it is, I go. We need a we need a Baker type, not a Joey 2.0. And uh, I feel like if if we could get a guy anywhere, even 75% of Baker Mayfield, I mean, the, this guy would own the city. So, I mean, me we break. missed out there. I mean, that's what we need. Give me a break. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we got on the side tangent about uh, me being correct and Grifka having no clue what he's yeah. talking about in regards yeah. to football come, players. Come talk to me in three years when uh... – when uh, I'm at the firehouse car wash and I'm paying my five dollars to Baker Mayfield so he can wash my car. Remember me? Uh, Don't no. you know who I am? Yeah, congratulations. No way. I'm 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 thinking you might want to uh, reserve your spot when he when he's uh, giving his speech at Canton. You might want to get his uh, his speech at Canton. Jacket. His speech he at pr- Canton will pr- be like fans, fans. The line is to the right. The line is to the right. Plenty of t- plenty of time to see everything. Please, the line is to the right. 
Yeah, there we go. This guy's got his jacket on pre-order. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's that Christmas jacket that I let Moose Johnston borrow last week. <laughs> all right, well, let's get this back on the rails, Griffo. Uh, Lions heading into Green Bay. Uh, we talked kind of all about it. You kind of danced around my question about the uh, Lions. To me, I just want to hit on it real quick. I mean, I'm real curious to see where Haskins ends up, and if he's up there, if somebody would be willing to go up and get him. I mean, everybody talked about him being a later-round pick, but, I mean, this guy has everything to be a top guy. I'd love to see him, you know, either on the Jaguars or – go down to Tampa or one of these teams and just uh, ball out and uh, have the Lions be able to trade down. Or, you know, I'm so excited for the Lions just to pick at five. I mean, you probably heard all the rumblings about this, uh, you know, the Josh Allen, the outside backer that just freak runs all over the field. And we've got the, the edge rushers up there. I mean, it'd be great to get a top five difference maker to add to this defense if we could too. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I would definitely, uh, try to uh, get some more help for this defense and we can talk about draft you know if we picked offense first or whatever or we try to get more weapons for offense but I at this point I think this defense needs uh, more playmakers more speed Um, so that's what I would I would be looking to roll with more of that come the draft hey Um, real quick uh, if it's December 28 somebody we got to say right now, if somebody says they want to trade up to number five to get whoever, are you moving out of that spot? Or are you just taking the best uh, player for the Lions? What, what would you do? Oh, if if they're giving me the right offer, of course I'm going to, uh, of course I'm going to jump down now and get more draft picks because I think that's what this team needs. They're not one or two guys away, you know. Okay. To, so you to don't think time. you don't think greedy or. Farrell, Furl, you don't think those guys or a guy like uh, this Josh? And I know outside linebackers don't go that high normally, but I mean, if he's got pass rush ability, you don't think any of the players up top are worth uh, staying there? No, I don't. I don't think right now. I, no, I don't think so. Not at this point. Oh. Okay. All right. So a little draft talk for everybody out there. I know that's kind of where we'll be heading here shortly. So, uh, well, what the heck are we going to talk about about Packers Lions, Griffin? Give me something. I mean, I want to say, like, how are the Lions going to stop, you know, Aaron Rodgers? But I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers has done plenty of stopping himself this this week. I mean, what really helped out Aaron Rodgers last week was the referees against the Jets because technically I think the Jets should have won that game. But once again, hey, guess where the Packers are? They're a favored team. You know, if they if they would have lost that game, it would have been the first year in, like, what, forever since they lost, they didn't win a, a road game. Um, or, or they went winless, you know, from Lambeau or something like that. So obviously the NFL had to work that crap out, you know, get Aaron Rodgers' his due since all he does is throw his team under the bus and – do commercials you know now and everybody thinks he's you know, mr stud so uh, the nfl was more than, than, more than get... the nfl was more than happy to throw aaron Rodgers a bone just to beat up on the lowly jets because the jets are not the jets are not new york's team let's face it it's the giants so um the it, so it's like okay here you go and i i really appreciate you know another side tangent i really i really appreciate how todd bowles you know, ripped on the referees after the game and then did it again later on not the same day even like he even had time to sleep on it and he went back and he ripped on him again kudos to that man kudos to that man griff are you trying to get in all your gimmicks and your catchphrases because you know it's the second show in a row where i don't have the griff bell oh, yes, i mean I, you know you know next week when we wrap up the season i'm gonna have it again and i'm just gonna light you up 
My best thing is I just love to rip on Aaron Rodgers. That guy's such a crybaby crap, you know, whatever. Like the world owes him something, you know, and he's already got everything given to him because he plays for the Packers. Like he'd get all that if he played for the Titans or the Jaguars or something like that. No. It's like, you know, every time you throw a pass, there's like a pass interference, even though you'll chuck it out the back of the end zone, there'll be a pass interference called their defensive holding. You know, it's like, give me a break. Get out of here, Aaron Rodgers. Cry, baby. <laughs> Go talk to your family, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wait, you don't do that either. So, <laughs> you, you got anything else, Griff Clear? You just want to rant for another 30 minutes. But... Let's talk about Devontae Adams. Cause I don't even think Devontae Adams is that good a wide receiver either. But a lot of people, since he plays for the Packers, he gets all this mad love. Like, oh, Devontae Adams is so great. Devontae Adams. What happened to Clay Matthews? Did he get old or what? Did anything happen? I mean, he's one of those guys. It's like he got old all of a sudden. You know how we say like you know age catches up with people. But there's, I mean, he hit the wall or fell off the cliff like really hard. Nobody's heard about him doing anything because he usually has like a couple tirades. Like, oh, look at all these players like Clay Matthews. It's like whatever, man. He's gone too. He's obviously in his electric wheelchair for the Packers too. So. <laughs> Like whatever. What do you mean, Grifka? Every every game he has a few highlights, but they're not plays on the field. They're him wetting down his hair like a like a guy in a one of those soap opera books that he's got on the cover. I mean, yeah. this guy's a joke. He's a, he's always been a joke. Yeah, he he he's one of those guys who gets away with crap, and then he'll cry about like if something happens to him. You know, I mean, it's like, but he plays for the Packers, so he can do that. The greatest thing of all time was watching Mike McCarthy cry after he got fired. Oh, thank you, City of Green Bay. I've been awesome. Thank you. You guys have the best cheese and bratwurst and chicken wings. Whatever, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> now, Griffey, I hate to, like, do this every show, but, like, I feel like I have to remind you that there's people out there listening just wanting to hear you go back to your, like, you got to play the hit. So if you're going to talk about Mike McCarthy, there's one thing you have to say to make the people laugh. You know what it is. What's that? I always I always talk about him crying over his chicken wings at a at a. At a <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah, he cries over his chicken wings. You know, whenever, whenever that's the only thing you call, ever say like, about him. He's like he's like he could be a skit on Saturday Night Live. Mike McCarthy crying, you know, talking about we got screwed on this. Then the next week they get like every call amazingly, like every call happens and it happens for like three four weeks. Like, oh, we're sorry, Green Bay Packers, we're sorry, we're sorry. What what's the trophy named after? Oh yeah, your coach. Never mind. <laughs> Awesome. But I don't get the chicken wings. Have you ever seen him eat chicken wings or what? I don't get it. I don't know. He just looks like a guy who would eat chicken wings. <laughs> okay, well, that clears that up. So any any other people you'd like to holler at, Griff? I mean, you got, they got the, the old head coach and the quarterback and the, and the team and the city. I'm trying to think of anybody else on the pack. Hey, I just oh, want to. I just, I just want to remark, though. I, I, I did, I did. You can go back and check the tape on this. I said Jordy Nelson would suck out in Oakland. Why? Because he sucked in Green Bay, but he got a crap ton of calls because he played for Green Bay. He plays out in Oakland now, so he doesn't get the calls. I don't want to hear, oh, cars are crappy quarterbacks. No, he played in Green Bay, so he got a bunch of calls. Okay, that's it. I, I bet you if Devontae Adams went to go play for the Cardinals, he would uh-huh. suck too. But no, because he plays for the Packers, everybody's like, oh, he's so good. You know, okay, this is like one of those teams that gets a crap ton of love, no matter no matter how good or bad they are, because it's the Packers or whatever, and because that they're gonna play the Vince Lombardi quote, "What the hell is going on here?" You know, it's what you know that same quote that the same quote that ESPN plays like every freaking week when they're junk. So, 
I don't know. I don't know. If it's a, I, 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 I like to rip on one of the running backs, but the running backs already do that. Then they get cut or traded or something like that. You know, it's like everybody's got to keep Aaron Rodgers happy. Like, you got to kiss the pinky ring or something like that. Like, whatever. So we whatever, got Aaron Rodgers. I, 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 <laughs> I, can just, I can just keep my mic on mute because we got Griffith going after Rodgers, McCarthy, Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson, Clay Matthews. And I think he's half done probably trying to catch his breath. I don't know if there's really anybody else to rip on that team. Just, uh, no, I, I don't think there is anybody I can think of. Hmm. So it's an easy win for the Lions because all of the Green Bay players are terrible. That's what it sounds oh, like. Oh, no, because they got to, well, no, they'll still get calls up there. And we'll sit here and go, like, why are, they, why are the Lions throwing a screen on third and 14? Oh man, it's too much, man. Uh, what um, I mean, you see us putting up any points, or you no. see Aaron Rodgers just cutting us, cutting us left, right, and center, doing his dip discount double check on us. Yeah, I think he'll do that simply because I mean, Nevin Lawson's still out there, Mike Ford doing his his a uh, windsock run after people still out there. I mean, something will happen, or 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 Green Bay will fight, or I don't even know who's tight end for Green Bay. But he'll he'll catch like five or six passes, and it'll be like his coming out party because either a safety or a linebacker doesn't know to cover the tight end. It's like it's it's like the most it's like it's like in the game plan every week we can hit the tight end no matter who it is, you know. I'm just like, gosh, I, I know it'll be like. What, I think it's a few. I think it's a few years again before we get to play Eric Ebron again. So, gosh, I'll feel so bad when he comes back and like tears us up, and then we got to listen to him talk about how great he is. It's like whatever. Your favorite player, Eric Ebron. You, did you forget uh, Jimmy Graham, Grifka? He's the uh, tight end. For, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But because before the season, him and Aaron Rodgers are going to be unstoppable inside the red zone. That's right. Yeah. I, I remember. I remember ESPN telling me that. I missed that. Sorry. <laughs> you know, he was. He, you know, because Jimmy Graham's going to be unstoppable. Him and Aaron Rodgers are going to be tearing it up. We're talking like eighty touchdowns and everything, and whatever. There it is. Yeah, I forgot about Jimmy Graham because Jimmy Graham hasn't been any good since he left New Orleans. I guess New Orleans, New Orleans is still laughing at that trade, saying, thank you very much for giving us a stud offensive lineman for, sorry, for a tight end who fell off the face of the earth. Oh, That's the truth. Goodness. That's the truth. I mean, I, I, I know Drew Brees is like, oh, sorry, Jimmy Graham. I'm sorry to lose you, but I have somebody to block for me now. Thank you very much. I'm not on my butt all the time. Yeah. Okay, that wasn't too difficult to figure that trade out. Yeah, I think you're sort of forgetting that Jimmy Graham scored double-digit touchdowns a few years there uh, when he made his way around, and uh, he's been hurt all year. But I, I agree with you. He's probably going to kill the Lions here in the last game, probably have at least a hundy and a touch. Yeah, Jimmy Graham had double-digit touchdowns on, on Seattle? Yeah, that's all he did was catch touchdowns out there. Yeah, when they passed him the ball, he only had like you know seven or six or seven of them. Oh wait! Started I forgot him six slow, or seven. Like and then he got status with tight ends for you. I, I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, we have to rewind that tape. We have to do like an end of season uh, where I just pull some of your clips and just prove how wrong you were this year. It's gonna be like the Jim Rome clip. You know, it runs out like it actually runs like 20 minutes now. With, like all these little <laughs> sound bites. All right, it's all the uh, Griffkaisms and all the predictions that I can just drop the hammer on you for. After uh, I think you forgot half the things you said there, buddy. 
I, I don't have to forget them because they came true. I mean, this is, uh, this is like when I knew you for 20 years and you would always tell me after the fact how you got everything right. And I just didn't have it on record. So I could <laughs> yeah, the, in your face. the only thing where I had so many things wrong was where, where, where we did the uh, Honolulu, Honolulu Blue drinking the Kool-Aid predict the season. And I think I had them going like 11 and five. Who knew it? <laughs> who knew it'd be the other way around? Oh, I had the man, numbers just right, like, just in the wrong order. <laughs> just imagine if they were like a playoff seat on line. Remember how hype you got for whooping Aaron Rodgers here in the final game? Like, if oh, yeah. we had everything on the line, we'd be going nuts right now. And instead, we're just trying to figure out how to finish this podcast uh, with nothing to talk about. So, so you think we'll get sliced up um, by their team? And again, you just think another terrible performance offensively? I, I don't know if sliced up. I don't even think Green Bay puts up a lot of points anymore. I mean, they did it against the Jets, but they also had help from the referees to win that game. So um, it is in Lambeau, and the uh, defense, the Lions' defense will be out there for an extended period amount of time because the Lions' offense can't move the ball at all. So, But I have this one coming down to a – I'll say this one as a uh, 27-13 uh, Packers victory is, is, is what I'm guessing. All right, fair enough. And then my prediction would be uh, 31 to 10. Wow, you haven't done that large a <laughs> all year. You must be feeling it. I know, because normally I'm giving the Lions 31, and then I figured out that we just can't even put up 20s anymore. So uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to – he's going to throw it all around the yard on us. You know, Jamal Williams will score one or two touchdowns. Um you know, Jimmy Graham, we know he's getting in probably on a third and one from the one where we just don't cover the tight end. I just don't see much good happening in this game. I mean, even if they played well and, like you said, go to the end or get the victory, I mean, it doesn't do anything for me anymore just because, I don't know, other than the, the little satisfaction of beating your favorite uh, commercial jingle guy. I mean, it just... I just don't see what it does. So I see them getting out early, us trying to come back, and then before you know it, it's just not where we want it to be. So, yeah, by the end of the game, I mean, they might keep it decent in the third quarter, but late third, fourth quarter, it's going to get ugly. 31-10, Green Bay. Okay. Okay. Um, I just have a quick question here for you to finish this out, you know, since it is Friday and uh, New Year's Eve is coming up. Uh, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? Are you uh, sitting around, uh, you know, going to be crying about this, you know, the season? Or are you heading out with friends and family to party? Or or just what are you doing to, you know, uh, on New Year's Eve? Grifka, uh, do you have any questions about the Packers? Um, no, Matt, Pat, I would like you to actually answer a question because nobody wants to talk about the Packers. We spent all I did was spend my time ripping on the Packers, and then the Lions still getting their butt kicked. So, okay, well, Griff, because this is where I do my paper shuffle, and I tell you thank you, and I just walk off because that's Wait, what my head coach. I'm sitting. I, hey, lead. I'm sitting up right in my chair, and I'm I'm respecting the process. Did Did you put you on your hefty cinch sack before before this call or what? I don't care. I got no time for your your personal questions about what I'm up to over the weekend or what I'm doing with friends. I'm here to talk football, and that's it. <laughs> we talked about this on previous shows. Come on, buddy. 
<laughs> and I was trying, you know, just trying to give you an olive branch, man. Come on. Are we ready to shut this down, Griff? Because we got uh, we got nothing good to talk no, about wait, here. No, wait. Don't you have tell. any Dave Burkett tweets you can talk, tell me about since you follow him on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't get me going on that. Uh, there's one guy I know that's got nothing going on New Year's. Let me tell you that. Uh, your boy, Dave Burkett. Well, okay, man. I say we uh, wrap this one up when we get out of here. All right. So, man, Grifka... We've had some tough podcasts. We're we're not loving our offense at all. We don't know what to expect from our defense. The craziest part, and I know we've kind of been down, is like after this, there's no more Lions football, man, until next August. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, we obviously have the draft, free agency, which would be fun, but what I'm most not looking forward to is not having football on Saturdays and Sundays. So that's going to be tough. But, man, can you believe it that we made it through – our first inaugural season of the Kool-Aid cast hit every week, basically uh, on the nose. I mean, gotta love that, huh? Yeah, that was uh, a, that, that's huge. It's a good starting point. I agree. So we're going to keep it up. I mean, we're, we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do in the off season. If we can uh, spread it out a little bit, or if we'll still be coming to you weekly. Uh, I know the big Hughes, I've talked to him too. Um, he's got, uh, he's got, some things on his plate, but um, he, he's a guy that loves to talk drafts, so we'll see if we can rope him in here, Griffith, either to a, a combo call or get him in on a few shows here in the off season uh, if his schedule opens up, but uh, it's been super fun, man, talking football with you, so thanks a ton. I mean, we're coming back next week, and we'll review everything and kind of break down the season, but just want to say thanks, man, for coming on every week and chatting with me and, and all the people out there. It's been fun to connect with them and, and see people listening and drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid, so appreciate you. Yeah, it's been fun, man. I, I enjoy doing this. <laughs> and we're so looking forward to putting the season behind us, getting some positivity going, both with people we pick up. And, and you know when those juices get flowing, when it gets to like uh, early, mid-July, you know football's right around the corner. We're going to have them at 12 wins again, no doubt about it. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a sad point. I think we'll we'll go that far, and then we'll have to wait and see what they did. Hopefully uh, <laughs> it comes true again. Yep. No doubt. So people, everybody out there, um, subscribe, share with a friend, check us out. We appreciate all the feedback you guys have been giving us. Uh, we're going to keep tweaking stuff and trying some new things here in the future, but, uh, yeah, hard to talk about these losses, but we've been out here doing it and we appreciate everybody's support. So for me and for Grifka and for the Kool-Aid cast, we're going to get out of here for this week. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. Check you next year. This Sunday, I'm going to give you what you crave, what everybody here craves. Drink it in, man.